Norfolk Southern and other rail companies spent millions of dollars in the courts and lobbying members of Congress to oppose common sense safety regulations, stopping some entirely and reducing the scope of others. Longer high hazard flammable trains would need brakes by 2023, ironically. But in 2018, the Trump administration, Elaine Chao was the transportation secretary, rolled it back entirely. Why aren't you rolling, Henry? Sir, my brakes seem faulty. Don't worry, I've lobbied the transportation department so we don't need brakes. I'm worried that carrying this cargo of murder hornets with smallpox through a residential area is a bad idea. Well, your worry doesn't pay for my eyes wide shut sex orgies, Henry. Let's roll! Ah! Oh no! Now I'm gonna be all bumpy at the orgy! This is the Brit Summers Show online at thebritsummershow.com. I make time pass with my fat ass sitting down watching the news. I just don't want to use my brain. Or develop my own views Cause they all smile so smugly All the pundits that I see Like on Fox and Friends I believe they're my friends And they really care about me I know it's true Convincing too Cause I saw it all day, babe. They came for my family Cause they did not agree But I have nothing to hide So I should be alright Until they come for me I know it's true Convincing too Cause I saw it all day, babe I've got the proof And it makes it true Cause I saw it all day, babe Skyhawk Radio, tune in Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlow Channel, Acast Radio Public, Listen Notes, Zencaster, and still on iTunes, but it's not fixed yet. Working on it. I haven't heard back. Uh, it has something to do with Spotify, because uh, iTunes owns Spotify. Or, you know, with all the corporate mergers that go on, uh, it's hard to tell who owns what anymore, or uh, who owns where. But there's there's one piece that's not falling in place, and that's why it hasn't been updated yet, and I don't know what that is. I'll let them worry about it. And uh, I, not that what I say matters, but I did with that uh, filth pot, that stinky man, Joe Rogan, on there. I gave him a hard time a year ago. Maybe that's why. They just don't like me. Could be because nobody uh, follows the First Amendment anymore or anything, in the, anything regarding our Constitution, uh, like free, free speech. The First Amendment, bah, they don't care. Yeah, they use it to their benefit, but when they, they don't like what you're saying, they want to stop it, which I'm going to get to, which we have this Ron the Nazi. Uh, he, he's, uh, oh, I'm going to get to that, because he is a bona fide authoritarian, neoliberal socialist Nazi. Yeah, neoliberal socialists. That's where socialism got a bad name. They weren't socialists at all. They were just called that, and... uh it's just a, a Nazification. It's just Nazi. And it's absolutely taken over an entire political party, namely the uh, Republican Party. It's no longer <clears throat> the Republican Party. It is, uh, well, you could call it the Nazi, Republican Nazi Party. It is now has mainstreamed, and now with, with Kevin McCarthy, it has now mainstreamed Nazism. And of course, 
they use the projectionism of everybody else is a Nazi when they actually are. You know, it doesn't work. I don't know who that works with except for their followers and loyalists that listen to their talk show host and TV host. <laughs> and it's it's permeating the state and uh, across the country with little bags being thrown on people's lawns that contain anti-Semitic propaganda or uh, racist propaganda, probably written by the Dilbert guy. And I didn't even know if they're Jewish or not, but this uh, anti-Semitic uh, bullshit going around. Um, it, it's getting very bad out there as, as far as the, the hate is being drummed up on AM radio stations. AM radio stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Online. Sure. Social media. But AM radio stations are always off the hook because Democrats don't think they exist anymore. But my show does, and I'm Britt Summers, broadcasting live from what's about to become Berlin and Austria with beaches. Yeah. And in some parts of the state, it's going to become Poland. That's the Jewish part of this state. Uh, uh, Hallandale, which is still Jew It's starting to be more Russian than Jewish, uh, where I am out here. The, the Jewish pockets of this area, because n one, nobody pays attention, and two, even if you did pay attention, the information isn't out there. Now, I, a couple things first. I've come under fire lately, because I'm again get this. I'm playing too much music on my show, or I'm I'm reading too much. Well, listen. I got to take it easy with my voice, number one. And number two, I've always played music on this show. If you're not used to it by now, I, I play the music to rest my voice, okay? Is that okay with you? And if you don't enjoy the music I play, let me know at uh, thebritsummershow.com. There's an email link there, along with a donate button. I've always said, the last going on 12 years now, if you have a request... And it's in my library. I'll be happy to put it on for you. Like the, the underwriter of this program, Ernie. Um, he likes uh, certain picks. And I spin them for him when I get the chance. I'll do the same for all my other listeners, too. Just get in touch and, ask, and tell me what you like. But uh, I try to make it interesting. And I try to make it music you, that's new. that you have, Or music that you do know that you didn't know about. Uh, something like that. I try to make it interesting. Anyway... The show isn't structured anymore. I just do it, okay? Whatever's fun, entertaining, but most of all, informative. Especially here in the uh, <clears throat> what used to be state of Florida. Now it's the state of insanity. Because we're going dark. When it comes to information, uh, you won't be getting inf any information in schools. Uh, you won't be getting any information, of course, on uh, a local well, I don't know about what they're going to do about local TV. That might be next. Because here's what's happening. Ron DeSantis is weaponizing partisan media and weakening independent sources of news. This guy, this guy, they're not kidding when they say he is the Satan. This guy is a fucking demon. He's elevating partisan media with public policies meant to destabilize independent media. In other words, he's launching his own uh, publication. He's launching his own networks. His, uh, this way he can have his uh, Ministry of Truth, right? Now, here's an interesting thing. DeSantis's communications director, Taryn Fenske, uh, now, 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 that's what's interesting. They have, a, a, <laughs> they, they, really place a lot of value on their communications director. These demonic bastards. This is how it works so well. And the Democrats, they just don't. <laughs> and it's going to get worse for the Democratic Party in this state because the powers that PP have just elected to the chair of the Florida Democratic Party. Abandoned, resigned in shame of, of, of Manny Diaz, which is good he's gone. But we had a lot of really top-notch candidates running for chair of the FDP. And who winds up... Well, first let me tell you, let me tell you who is... I was going to get on the show, but I, I, there was no little time. And I, you'll see in my past shows I didn't mention the name. 
because there were there were two candidates running for FDP chair that were running against each other, so I didn't want to do anything to upset that cart. But I I screwed up because I didn't know that uh, election was going to was that close. It was, it was February twenty fourth. It's done, or it was over the weekend, and it's done by uh, members of the uh, executive committee or whatever it is. It's not done by regular Democrats. This is in house type of stuff which you don't hear about normally. I'm telling you because you don't hear about this. But we had two potentially great leaders that, that, that could have been in that chair. One was Carolina Impudia, a name that's impossible to remember, but that's her name, Carolina Impudia. And uh, and I'm going to get to how I know these people because I, I drafted a communication strategy for the Democratic Party in the state of Florida. And I'm going to share it with everybody here. Because well, what he's going to do, he's really just put the nail in the coffin of the uh, Democratic Party through communications. That's the model they're going to use. They're just going to bury us. They're going to bury us deep into the ground. And, uh, okay, it was Carolyn Impudia and Rick Hoy, which rhymes with Oi! Carolyn Impudia, who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, through Nicole Sandler. She knows Nicole. And uh, we did an email exchange. I didn't get to really meet her, but we did a little email exchange. And, and she was running for FDB chair. And she liked what I wrote. And I wanted to get into it with her more and have her on the show. But I was too stupid to realize when, it, when <laughs> the election was taking place. The other person I wanted to get on the show was Rick Hoy. Hoy! Who's a really delightful guy. Have I not been gimpified from the cancer, where I can't be in places and, and drive and go to meetings and stuff. Had that not been the case, I would have met him by now uh, in person. But instead, a Zoom was arranged for me to meet uh, the candidate for the FDP chair. And he was great. A another <laughs> open-minded, creative, inventive, you know, wants to take back the counties we lost like Dave. And it doesn't matter, you know, how, how idealistic you are as a Democrat, uh, a left of center Democrat, center Democrat. It has nothing to do with that. If you're a Democrat at all, you'll want to win elections. And that's what this is about. It has nothing to do with the, the idealistic leanings of a certain candidate. So uh, I, I heard that. Uh, I heard that. Uh, and, and I don't know. Because I'm not going to say because I don't know them that well. But. Uh, one, one, one of them was like uh, center-right, which I don't care. It had nothing to do with that, okay? Because here's why. Here's what we're being threatened with. Here's what we're up against. Last summer, six days after Ron DeSantis suspended Tampa pr prosecutor Andrew Warren, which was uh, unconstitutional, but uh, you get away. There's no accountability anywhere in this state or country. One of the governor's top aides drafted a public records request seeking copies of emails from Warren's time as state attorney for the 13th Circuit. DeSantis' communications director, Taryn Finsky, sent the proposed request to a writer at a newly launched conservative news site, now listen closely, who then submitted it to the state attorney's office in his own name. It was Record show, just the beginning of a collaboration between the DeSantis administration and the Florida Standard. Remember that name, <clears throat> the Florida Standard, <laughs> which would go on to publish a story alleging that Warren might have misused taxpayer resources, a lie, in other words, a, a hit job. A story that DeSantis staffers then promoted to others as if it were an independent piece of journalism. It's right from his office. <laughs> The episode is a case study in how DeSantis, who was widely expected to run for president, has cultivated a network of sympathetic conservative news organizations that he and his strategists use to promote the governor and attack his opponents. DeSantis is building this cheerleading machine. This is well written. And by the way, this is from Neiman Foundation at Harvard. DeSantis is building this cheerleading machine even as, as he uses his powers as governor to weaken legitimate journalism. Wait a minute, back up here. DeSantis is still governor? What's, uh, I thought he was governor of Staten Island. Wasn't he up there in Staten Island? Talking to the Gavones up there? 
Yo, yeah, yeah, we don't want the no coloreds over here in Staten Island. Staten Island's the one place I, I don't go when I go up there. You don't want to go to Staten Island. That's where all the uh, sweaty, smelly gavones are. You don't want to go there. Stay, <laughs> stay away from Staten Island. Staten Island's a, they got a reputation, that place. That's why he was there. But it was uh, the police union, so... Uh, they like that sort of thing, you know. You know get the coloreds out of here. And the Puerto Ricans. And <laughs> you think it'd be the mafia talking like that. But no, it was the police on Staten Island. And there he was defending Putin. I don't see anything he did that was wrong. You cold-blooded, vicious fucker, you. And they're sitting there agreeing with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, this guy here, he don't like coloreds. We like this guy, right? And then he goes to Chicago, where he was booed. Boo. He was booed. Thank you, Chicago. Oh! He doesn't belong there. Um, separate records show that the DeSantis administration was directly involved in recent legislation that allowed cities, counties, and towns to stop publishing legal notices in local newspapers. How do you open a business if... I thought at least, you know, he's a Nazi, but I thought he was business-friendly. When you apply for a business license in this state, you have to publish a legal notice. Why would they put a stop to that? Attorneys for the governor are arguing in courts that DeSantis does not always comply with Florida's public records laws. Uh, no shit. And he hinted last week that he wants to make it easier to sue news organizations for libel and defamation. This is dangerous. This is dirty and dangerous. He wants to sue news organizations for libel and defamation. In other words, do not say anything against our dear leader, Meatball Ron, Little Round Ron, an idea the governor has been quietly working on for at least a year. The governor's efforts to prop up supplicant sources of news while trying to destabilize and delegitimize independent ones Make for a dangerous combination. Thank you, Michael Barfield, Director of Public Access at the Center for Government Accountability. Well, you're not doing your job too well now, are you? A watchdog group that supports transparent government and investigative journalism. There's not, not too much of that going on now, is it? This is about the, the most investigative journalism I've seen in a long time. This is what state-run media looks like, Barfield said. Yeah. Yeah. Let me repeat that line. This is what state-run media looks like. Russia, China, and Venezuela use it as a tool to control the message. Well, the Republican Party learned that a long time ago. Only now they've gone all the way. Okay, the strategy has far-reaching and negative implications for freedom of the press and democracy. History is full of painful lessons when the government interferes with and manipulates a free and independent press. Yes. DeSantis suspended Andrew Warren on uh, August 4th for moving an independently elected prosecutor who had vowed not to criminally punish women seeking abortions or doctors providing them. And I <clears throat> didn't get to say much then because that's when I got taken down by the cancer and wound up in the hospital. The following 24 hours were a frantic period for the governor's press staff, which stoked the storyline while fielding media inquiries from around the world. But things began to calm down a bit after the governor's office arranged to have Susan Lopez, the attorney DeSantis, chose to replace Warren, hire one of DeSantis's commu former communications director to handle the media for the state attorney's office, Fred Piccolo. <laughs> then Fenske added, Will's team can focus on this. We'll put the nail in the coffin. The coffin of what? Our information? It's not clear whom Fenske was referring to when she wrote the name Will. But two days later, a conservative podcaster and social media personality named Will Witt. Yeah, you know him, right? Big star. Never heard of him. Will Witt. See, if you got a podcast, you could say you're a social media personality. I can say that. I can label myself as that. Will Witt announced the launch of The Florida Standard, a conservative website covering Florida politics. As if, as if they need another one. The media landscape of today is nothing more than corrupt propaganda of the ruling class. Oh, get the fuck. Welcome to the Florida stand. Get the fuck. 
We're here to change that, Will Witt wrote. It's been well documented how deliberately DeSantis has cultivated an ecosystem of right-wing writers, social media influencers, and other marketers as he prepares for a possible Republican primary showdown against uh, Don Trump. In a lengthy... Look at the way they write this. Former President Donald J. Trump. Come on. What did they do? You know, New York Times does that. New York Times is still calling him president. What the fuck is wrong with people? He doesn't deserve any of that respect. No. In a lengthy profile last year, The New Yorker, to tell the governor's staff assiduously courting producers at Fox News. Semaphore reported in December that DeSantis is building his own media. Yeah, he's building his own media, citing his work with outlets last month, like the Florida Standard. The Daily Beast reported last month that DeSantis's team has been recruiting a secret Twitter army of right-wing... Who cares about that? Fuck Twitter. Records from the governor's office show his press staff has separate distribution lists of conservative outlets whom it urges everything to do to writing mundane stories about Florida tourism numbers to pushing back against critical coverage of mainstream outlets like the Miami Herald, pushing back against them. Records show that the DeSantis administration personally pushed legislation that passed last year allowing local governments to stop publishing legal notices in newspapers. The law is now reverberating across the industry. Sarasota County commissioners announced just last month that they would stop publishing many legal notices in papers. Like the Sarasota... Why? Wait a minute. Think about it for a second. You got to pay to put those in the paper. That's revenue. He's cutting off revenue. <laughs> the DeSantis is not done. Just this week, the governor hosted a media event where he attacked legacy media that engages partisan activism. That suggested he might lobby the Florida legislature to pass a law this session to make it easier for people to sue news organizations on claims of libel and defamation. The, the governor made the comments while sitting on the mock TV anchor desk. That's right. He has a little uh, TV thing, uh, a mock anchor TV desk in front of a backdrop emblazoned with the word truth. Now, whenever they say that, you know it's not. Now, normally I I just read these bedtime stories, which I'm getting complaints about. But hey, no one else is going to tell you. You're not hearing this on the news, are you? Well, this this, this actually was on MSNBC. But usually when I read these, I, I toss them on. This one I'm keeping. Just, just, just as a reminder for uh, to everybody of, of what's going to happen to us here. He's going to take over the media, and he's going to stop the legitimate media from, from functioning. Um, I mean, Sinclair already has Channel 12 up in Palm Beach. None of that, none of, nothing they say on the air is true. The only information you'll get is car accidents and weather. Maybe sports. Nothing about him, no. Don't say anything negative about the... the, the lead. Now, here's the thing. We had that election for chairman of the Florida Democratic Party, okay? None of the candidates I supported won. And there were two other ones, too. Uh, and there were five altogether that were running. And guess who... Here, here, <laughs> here's who won. Here's why we're going to be plunged even deeper into darkness. I, got, I mean, I, I've been told, keep your hopes up, maybe it won't be as... Maybe it's not as bad as you think, but... It's like having Debbie Wasserman Schultz arrange your birthday party. The new Florida Democratic Party chair is Nikki Freed. Oi! Yeah, Nikki Freed, who threw her panties in the ring like, I don't know, 10 minutes before the election took place. And they instantly voted for us. Our Democrats, they did their research all right. They recognized the name. Nikki Freed who ran such a bad campaign, she, <laughs> when she ran up again in primary to run for governor, she was running against Charlie Crist. But she was running to be the governor of the state, who ultimately her opponent would have been DeSantis. But no, her entire campaign was focused on one thing, Charlie Crist. How bad Charlie Crist is. Never a word about DeSantis in her, in her whole campaign. It was all about her uh, primary opponent, not thinking ahead at all, nothing. And then uh, one one could argue that you know she when she was agriculture commissioner she didn't do anything, but I I would argue that 
she, she couldn't. She's like the, the only Democrat in the <clears throat> entire administration, so I'll give her a pass for that. But, but really? FDP chair? So I don't know. I, I doubt it. I doubt if she's going to take anything anybody says seriously because she is from the same school of Manny Diaz who sunk the party to begin with. She was one of, I believe, one of his staffers. I mean, there's a picture of her floating around like she was campaigning for him with her with a T-shirt, a Manny Diaz Jr. T-shirt and all this. Uh, she's a big fan of doing nothing, which is what Manny Diaz specialized in, doing nothing. So it's like, okay, we've got to have high hopes again. Maybe, maybe if we uh, squeeze our legs together very tight and clap our hands, uh, maybe and make a wish, maybe something will get done. Like the new Florida Democratic communication strategy, which I sent to former candidates, Carolina Impudia and Rick Hoy, and they both said, All right. They both approved of it, and they both said they would act on it if elected. And I'm going to share this with you now. And this also goes for the entire Democratic Party nationwide, Joe. I hope you're listening, because uh, the communication director we have nationally sucks. Uh, so let, and I know what they're going to do. They're going to get somebody out of college or, or a friend of somebody's wife or a cousin of the buddy of the pal of whoever it is, like they always do. Because the communications to Democrats, they don't care. And I just read to you what the Republicans do, DeSantis evil as he is cold-blooded as he is he's smart that's what you do that's what you do ladies and gentlemen you first get first you get the courts that's how fascism works you get the courts which they did with trump and now they get the media they have the media pretty much okay we don't at all and especially in florida where we could have the media, where we have radio stations that are for sale for like 10 bucks in red counties. These red podunk counties up in uh, uh, the north part of the state, the Panhandle, the Matt Gates area. You can get a radio station there for a couple hundred grand. Or at least run ads. Well, we're going to find out because I'm going to put it to her. I'm going to ask her straight on. But th first she's going to get this. And I'm sharing it with you now. As far as the general public is concerned, especially in Florida, the Democratic Party is a thing of the past, or, to be kind, no longer regarded as a major league player. The Republicans now enjoy the results of their highly successful communications infrastructure strategy. Conversely, we don't have one. To make matters worse, we still have leadership insisting that we don't need one. What we have instead is a lack of visibility and no voice on the public airwaves. We haven't any recourse to the bizarre lies and scurrilous allegations we're being accused of on a daily basis. What we do have is an abundance of excuses and apathetic leadership. Oh yeah, we got a lot of that. The following is a roadmap to 2024, and the only way this plan can work is if we start now. And we begin. They have CPAC, we need special interests to invest in DPAC on the national and local level. Special guests over the course of two nights leading up to the headliner, workshops, sign-ups for clubs, registration, assorted events, all affordably open to the public, which Democratic executive events, they don't like opening things to the public. Uh, affordably open to the public, two, maybe three times a year, a direct copy of CPAC. They've had great success with it uh, for over 50 years. It was 50 years ago that they had the first CPAC, Conservative Political Action Committee. Well, we need a Democratic Political Action Committee. In the name of community interest and engagement, at least place some signage. Sign placement for the party in local clubs at uh, boat shows, ballparks, car shows, arenas, billboards, whatever. Fund a war chest account for radio and television ad buys and to buy radio stations in red markets. Find challengers for unopposed seats and most of all, stop funding the opposition's campaign. How'd that work out in New York? We lost four seats because of that. Partner with or emulate the Republican-run Lincoln Project who effectively aired television and radio ads that ostensibly helped us, the Democrats, win seats. Our party, state and national, 
That's nothing like that. It's time we did have a video and audio messaging shop, which is what that is. We, we have nothing like that. We use them. Thank you, Republicans. Messaging counterattack squad or a spin team. Example, Monday through Friday at 9.40 p.m. on MSNBC, the RCCC runs a very cheaply produced attack ad, which now that I'm, I'm doing this verbally, uh, call now, 1-800-I-HATE-DEMOCRATS. The world is coming to an end. Call us now. If you hate Democrats, and they run this during uh, the Maddow show and Gigglepuss and whatever the hell's on CNN, but it's usually that's where it is, right around a quarter to ten. In turn, we could do the same with a reverse parody and buy that airtime on Fox News. Before an attack meme gets traction, we spin it before it takes hold. Take note, Cash has no allegiance to idealism. We can indeed buy time on Fox or fascist radio stations. They'll have no problem selling us time. Did I mention buying radio stations in red markets? That's not as outlandish as it sounds. Radio stations are selling on the cheap. The 50,000-watt FM I was on sold twice for $1.2 million and covers a two-county area, Palm Beach and North Broward. Republican foundations, some disguised as religious foundations, are collecting them like stamps. Why? Because it works. It wins seats. Do not expect a sizable profit. They don't, because it's all about messaging and winning seats. That's their profit. Distribute five talking points to counter their three once a day to every registered Democrat in the state that we have an email address for. Affordably staffed radio stations with live air talent programmed for continuous round-the-clock reminders of the administration's accomplishments, as opposed to putting Papa Joe on a plane and flying him city to city to spread the news like Harry Truman on a choo-choo train. That whistle-stop whistle thing they did in the 40s. That, that's what we're reduced to. Democratic 2024 candidates and ads must start running. No! Like they're doing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I'm distributing to the Florida Democratic Party. And hopefully it'll get to, uh, I guess, Nikki Freed's desk. And that's what the, I've, I've got some help here with the help of uh, Michael Goldfarb and others. We're distributing this message. And now you know. It's, it's not some crazy tranny in Florida. I just want to shed light on some information here that we're not getting. Nobody's getting this information. And, and the, the Democratic leadership thus far is not concerned. They don't care. They don't care. You could talk to any old school Democrat and they'll say the same thing. Nobody listens to radio anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just to uh, further my point, I'm going to play something here. You know, I was going to open the show with this, cold, but I, I wanted to give some background on it. Uh, the, the film, Judgment at Nuremberg, uh, which multi, a great movie. And it's one of those times you'll see Colonel Klink playing a real Nazi. Uh, <laughs> it's a star-studded, but a very well-done movie about uh, Nuremberg. And Burt Lancaster's in it, okay? Burt Lancaster, who likes to swim in people's pools. I, I can't do him because of my voice. I'm usually, I usually can do a, a good Burt Lancaster. But the script was paraphrasing Martin Niemöller, who's famous for it. wasn't really a poem. It was a warning. They came for, and then they came for me, which is why. And I'm playing this because this is why information is so vitally important. We had a democracy, yes, but it was torn by elements within. Above all, there was fear. Fear of today, fear of tomorrow, fear of our neighbors, and fear of ourselves. Can you understand what Hitler meant to us? Because he said to us, there are devils among us, communists, liberals, Jews, gypsies. Once these devils will be destroyed, your misery will be destroyed. What about those of us who knew better? We who knew the words were lies and worse than lies. Why did we sit silent? Why did we take part? Because we loved our country. What difference does it make if a few political extremists lose their rights? What difference does it make if a few racial minorities lose their rights? 
It is only a passing phase. It is only a stage we are going through. It will be discarded sooner or later. Sooner or later. The country is in danger. We will march out of the shadows. We will go forward. Forward is the great password. And history tells we succeeded beyond our wildest dreams. The very elements of hate and power about Hitler that mesmerized Germany, mesmerized the world. The world said, go ahead. Take it. Take it. Remilitarize it. Take it. And then one day, we looked around and found that we were in an even more terrible danger. The ritual swept over the land like a raging, roaring disease. What was going to be a passing phase had become the way of life. Okay, so it's Burt Lancaster. Make fun if you will. You know, have a laugh, but what, what was scripted there is vitally important to know and should be passed on because no one else is doing it. And look what happens when you don't. Now, I may have been paraphrased from the Niemöller poem, but I'm going to be playing that often, maybe every show, because it, it should be drilled into everybody's head as a warning. And when Niemöller wrote that poem, he said uh, in the first part of the poem, he said, first, they came for socialists. Well, eh, actually, they came for people like me, the people of least resistance, the people who have the least defense, um, the, the most misunderstood people, so no one knows how to rise in our defense. But they came for the queer people, which I, I, I don't like using that word because it's a, it's a derogatory word. Always will be, but... LGBT community made sure to make that one stick. By definition, it means unusual, okay? But, and I guess I'll, we'll go by that. But the Nazis went after the uh, gay community long before they went after the Jews. It was almost like five years before they started attacking Jewish-owned stores. In 1930, Nazis came after the trans people at the Institute of Research in Berlin. And in 1930, the Institute pioneered the first gender-affirming surgery in modern Europe. And its director, Magnus Hirschfeld, oh, Jewish, had compiled the largest library of books and scientific papers on the LGBTQ spectrum and, and was internationally recognized in the field of sexual and gender studies. You see, <clears throat> back then... And like at one point in this country, uh, being gay or trans was tolerated in Germany. But when Hitler came to power, in other words, Trump or DeSantis, the queer community was the first to be targeted. The very first thing to go, because it's the easiest thing to go. It takes little or no effort to do it. Because we're the most misunderstood and the least defended. We have no defense. We have no one to rise in our defense. Which, when you think about it, it's partially our fault for not being politically active, as active as we should have been all these years. And we're not. And that's been a big complaint of mine ever since this show's been on. You've heard me complain about it. I'm like uh, one of, I don't know, 10 transgender activists down here. No, not even, no, maybe half that. The, the, the community doesn't take it seriously. And drag queens never, ever, ever, ever did. Where they're going to have to start now. But you see, the drag queens have the luxury of just not being a drag queen anymore. They're not really transgender. Most of them, I'd say about. 70% of drag queens are just guys performing as women at nighttime in the nightclub. Not hurting anybody. Uh, they can just stop. Uh, uh, I'm not saying they should, but with laws like these, uh, they're coming after gay men too. <laughs> you can't you can't win on this one. But like I said, and, and I was a dancer. I know very few are actual full-time trans women. And, and, and of course, I try to explain this to Republicans or even Democrats. Nobody understands what I'm talking about. Nobody understands that community. And there's been books written about it, but they're so filled with angst and drama and just um, after a while you can't get through it because it's written like oh whoa it's written like uh i don't know how should i put it boring but yeah there's books about it 
if they haven't been banned yet. But then we were first, and then the book burning came next. First major Nazi book burning. It was celebrated with newsreels and played in theaters across their nation. Party leaders said, by burning books and literature about gay, lesbian, and trans people that dated back centuries, even a millennia, they were consigning to the flames the intellectual garbage of the past. Sound familiar? The intellectual garbage of the past. Now, now they're just saying the woke garbage of the past. And, and we're protecting Germany's youth from deviance. That, that's what they're saying. That's what the moms uh, of a who he just handed the keys over to Reedy Creek. And for those who don't know what Reedy Creek is, that's the utilities, in fact, and in fact, the entire municipality operations for Disney World. He gave it to, not people who are experienced in that area, he gave it to, <laughs> just to be a spiteful fuck, a, a giant prick. Moms for liberty, the book burning uh, bitches. Book burning bitches, there you go. Fascists always start by declaring themselves the victims of others, and not to mention project what they do onto others. Victimhood is essential to the fascist worldview at its core, and it's their excuse for destroying other people's lives. I don't have enough time to go over this. This is going to be a continuing series uh, on this show, uh, because <laughs> you know what I feel like? Uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the uh, the band on the front of the Titanic, uh, you know, reporting all this stuff to everybody. And, and I don't expect anybody listening. What can you do? What can you do except be and get engaged as much as you can? But in Florida, he's really got <sighs> the Democratic Party's being my Nikki Freed. She's just a self-aggrandizing. Uh, self-promoting uh, lobbyist. And she always was, I always will be, and that's why I didn't want her for governor. Not because she's a woman. Uh, she's a woman, we got to vote. She's a woman, yeah, yeah, any woman will do. Take a look at uh, Marjorie Four Toes, uh, Eight Toes Green. Any woman will do. She's a woman. Well, anyway, I'm going to have to uh, contend with her. You know, uh, <laughs> maybe people smarter than me are right, and uh, she'll do a good job. I don't know. That has yet to be determined, but in times like these, in this state of Florida, what do you do? I don't know. I'm, but one thing you can do is be informed about what's going on so far, because he's trying to stop people at that. He's trying to take uh, a fine or sue newspapers that use his name, and like, like, like he's using a like, like he's Christ, like he's God, like using his name in vain. Fuck you, DeSantis. You pockmarked fucking meatball asshole. What the fuck? And, you know, I'm going to go over to uh, another, because another, I'm running out of time. The 14 points of fascism. Uh, Trump covered them all. This bastard is covering them all, except they both covered 13 of the 14 points. Well, both of them, uh, they didn't get as far as the uh, uniforms. I'm waiting for that. Somebody in Trump's circle said, well, that might, might be too much with the uniform. I don't think that's going to happen with DeSantis. There's going to be a uniform. At the very least, there's going to be uniforms for his private army that he used $5 million of taxpayer money to set up. And without the approval of uh, Florida voters, yeah, hey, right, villages? Because when he says, I got the support of the Florida voters, yeah, he did. The villages, the deciding votes, where the only place in the United States of America where you can vote 50 times apiece for your favorite candidate. So, yeah, more commentary on that to come. If I'm allowed or don't get sued. <laughs> Nikki Haley's not the only candidate that former President Bully is worried about. He's also planning for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, seen here zipping his chest hair into his fleece. Sure. Sure. <laughs> the governor in Florida has really high poll numbers, which spooks the former president, who apparently now privately refers to DeSantis as Meatball Ron. Ooh, I do not like how much I love that. It's so dumb and accurate. 
You know what else is really great and bad about it? How easy it is to sing to the tune of Uptown Girl. Let's go. Meatball Ron, he's a walking, talking beef baton. And he tells you that you can't say gay. And that COVID will just go away. That's not okay. Meatball Ron. Now, as eagle-eyed reporters have managed to discern from that, the nickname is an apparent dig at DeSantis's appearance. Really. Let's see for ourselves. Jim. Jim, no, not two pictures of Ron DeSantis. Uh, what? Oh, the one with the, oh, one of those was the meatball. Okay. <laughs> which, which one was the meatball? I couldn't... <laughs> Still, I'm not sure the ex-president is the one to be tossing around meat insults, considering he's a real veal parmesan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, the ex-president is also testing out a nickname based on DeSantis's response to COVID, Shut Down Ron. No, you dummy. Quit while you're ahead. You're never going to do better than the crystallized genius that is Meatball Ron. <laughs> they didn't see Orson Welles trying to top Citizen Kane with Citizen Kane 2, Kane Sane, and the Mem Kane. <laughs> wow. Even stupider more. <laughs> and I might have misread that just now. <laughs> We'll never know. We'll never know whether I misread that. Maybe that's what I was supposed to say. Even, even stupider more. He's now denying that he even came up with Meatball Ron, posting on Truth Social that all of the fake news is reporting that I spend large amounts of my time coming up with a good nickname for Ron DeSanctimonious. They are all 100% wrong. Okay, that actually makes sense, kind of. The ex-president would never be able to come up with something as catchy and as memorable as Meatball Ron Marinara is his big turn on Very scared of CRT Loves to roll around in spaghetti With extra cheese Meatball Ron known as the Republican Party. We now call the American Nazi Party. And the good news is, by just living here, make you a member too. Each comrade would be rewarded with a dozen rolls of soft absorbent toilet paper with a copy of the Constitution written on every sheet. <laughs> we censor all you see and all that you can hear. We're the good Christian neocon movement, faggot Nazi queers. Hey kids, it's new on PBSS. It's a beautiful day in the fatherland, a beautiful day for an Aryan man. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Mr. Voltaire, and welcome to my neighborhood. Can you say hi? Well, I know that you could. My postman, Herr Van Fili, is not here today. He's uh, busy opening other people's mail. So my Frau Eva is here with me this morning. Eva! Eva, mach schnell! Oh, ja, ja, I'm here. Guten Tag. Now pay attention, Kinderschwein, because Frau Eva has an important lesson for you all, and you will listen. Oh, 
Yeah. Always remember, boys and girls, if you do the very bad thing and you don't tell the truth, you could grow up to be president of Austria. Just like mein Führer, a husband. Silence, oh, oh. Well, your time has run out, children. But we will be back next week or next year or the next thousand years. Because we are the master race on Hosen und Reisen on a wagon in this Volkswagen und Reisen. That's right, kids. It's Mr. Waldheim's neighborhood. Everyone will be my neighbor. Yours truly. Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. Presents the sweet sound of success. Good tune, voted best. Brit Summers Discovery of the Week. She's very good, Sophie Burrell. The band's name is Burrell. And if only there was a song about when somebody shouts out the wrong name during an orgasm. Tell me one thing that you go to another. I can't quite believe I still call you my lover. My face is a gun and your lips are the trigger. Who knew you could be such a dishonest figure? You dare to call me her name. You don't want to be facing this. Don't try. Try to cover your shame You show lies and deceit You're a thief always hitting it Who knows what life would be like Without you thinking it Sophie Burrell and Burrell. Uh, look them up on YouTube. Go to their uh, webpage and uh, try them out. She's great. That's her on guitar. And it's it's so refreshing. It's so nice to know that the talent's out there and doing it today. Uh, although I, I do have to say, <clears throat> and it's not her fault. It's just music has not... <laughs> all of the new stuff that's come out now... All of the brand new stuff right now. Rock, country, rap, uh, all of it. You name it, across the board. Uh, you could have released all of it in 1990. And it would fit right in. Nothing, and that's... I don't blame the artists for that. I blame corporate for that. Corporate has stagnated creative in the music industry, and here's why. Because if you major in business, part of the course is eliminate creative. Creative is a unneeded expense, an unwanted expenditure. Get rid of creative. The, as opposed to when I was growing up, and uh, 
the generation after me, corporate, yep, the corporate heads that own the labels, they liked music. They were really into it. They knew the structure. They knew the culture. They knew the, the, the history of it. They knew the artists even way back. They re- and they, they were kind of like frustrated musicians. Ahmad Erdogan and Clive Davis. They loved the music. Now, 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 they don't give a shit about the music. Bathtub crank, the drug of choice for redheads. Bathtub crank, and a can of Mountain Dew. Just one kind of pasty and bread Christian in Hicksville. And that goes for every town in God's country with a cross on their hill. Yeah, it's all them pea-brained, redneck, prank-loving, mugwump Christians in Hicksville that are blindly loyal to the criminal royalty that's getting us killed. Now these green-teeth Toby Keith fans that are dumber than dog do. Are banging each other's wives, getting high as a kite, cause there ain't much else to do. And these God-fearing Christian Jesus freaks don't have to go south of the border. Just ask Brother Birch at your local church and place another order. Bathtub crank, the drug of choice for redheads. Bathtub crank, and a can of Mountain Dew-Dew. Hi, this is Jesus. I'd like to speak directly to those of you who say they follow me. You know, the the sheep that think hanging a license plate or gluing a fish to their car brings them closer to me. It doesn't. And if you think for one moment murdering doctors and hating those who differ from you brings you closer to me, well, you people are f***ed up. What part of thou shalt not kill don't you understand? Nowhere in the Bible does it say, I would forgive you for being an a-hole. I never said fill the pews and make a fortune. I was an ancient Rome man. I said everybody's filthy here, pew. So stop distorting me, a-holes, or I'll smoke your ass. It's Brittany Summers. Talk radio with balls and big ones, too. She's unforgettable. That never goes down Woo! Try the Armageddon Where the hand of God Reaches through the clouds To rip all your clothes off Woo! Bang, bang, bang Shoot the Christ killing Jews Woo! Bang, bang, bang Abortion doctors too Woo! Shake and bake Jew dogs are fun to eat While getting fondled By a cartoon character priest Our Father that earns us bread Help us answer all voices in our head That our Nike's on we're waving our snakes for Armageddon when you come to take us away. March, march in a bush Nazi parade. Cool up with a goofy great Diana Kool-Aid. Ignorant picks who want to get their kicks. We put the fun in fundamentalists. Pray to the Lord to forgive you with your choice of plushly appointed views. Head on down to the revival show to score hillbilly heroin prank and Jesus land, Christian park, where you won't go to hell when you die. Woo! Jesus land, Christian park, where ignorance and hatred thrive. I want to thank everybody for chipping in and, and helping me keep saying the things I have to say. There are others saying what I say, <clears throat> and, and in most cases, much better than I do, <clears throat> but we're dwindling. We're dwindling because no one supports us. And now I want to point out the Democratic Party, who has mega donors but doesn't ask. No. They don't care about communications and broadcast media infrastructure at all. More on that next week. But right now, I'm going to take a moment to thank the underwriter and official sponsor of this program, Ernie! We love you! Oh, see, my voice is breaking up. And sometimes it sounds like it was, sometimes it goes off the track, and oh, I said off the track. Uh Uh-oh.
I'll be here again next week uh, with uh, somewhat of a uh, important, you know, let's call it the Brit Summers White Paper Report. Coming out next week. <clears throat> Stay tuned for that. Nothing to update you on the cancer of any note right now. If anything happens regarding that, that's worth letting you know, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, in the meantime, watch your back. Thank you for the contributions. Donate buttons on thebritsummershow.com. And until next week, this is Brit Summer saying, if you're wide awake, you should be terrified. Terrified.